was a good clap. That's great. Nice wave. And we know a lot about the clap. (laughs) So does Jimmy Dugan. (laughs) Don't touch the clap or stay away from the clap. Don't get the clap, Jimmy Jimmy Dugan. Dugan. All right. All right. (laughs) Welcome to Rock Candy. (laughs) We're just going to get right into it right now. We're your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music and stories and tales and we're gonna get ragey about it oh i said weekly we are bi-weekly right now bi-weekly we're experimenting with bi stuff with less stress yeah i mean (laughs) i'm a big fan of that anyway we're your hosts i'm maggie i'm ashley and this week we have an extra special spicy times episode we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite butt rock so many butts so, so many, much rock not enough rocks yeah <laughs> i think we need more rocks there's way the- more butts in butt rock than rocks do rocks all just rocks? look like butts like no. yeah no 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 and we actually we brought we brought special guests we brought i would say maybe the experts <laughs> i would say i i feel like yeah. I'm not ready to put that on my personal resume yet, but. <laughs> well, people that I, I think we deem to be very knowledgeable in the realm of bad music, please welcome back our friends and family, Make It Stop Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I think, I think butt rock refers to the sound of um, stuffing rocks up your butt <laughs> and then trying to sing through it. Um, oh. That's how it. That's. What I the thought it was the two butt cheeks just flapping together. Well, we'll we'll get into the the, <laughs> the linguistical, you know, etymology of the term. Yeah. I'm sure a little bit later, but you know. Yeah. I saw uh, a really interesting theory today that I hadn't seen before on ooh. the origins of the term butt rock. Ooh. ooh, do tell. I think. Um. Apparently there was like a radio station that only played like yes! butt rock style music. Yeah, you saw this too. Mm-hmm. Oh and God. their tagline was n- was nothing but rock. <laughs> and nothing but rock. They took it to mean like nothing adjective. <laughs> but rock. Nothing but rock. That's the only thing they play is butt rock. Nothing, I mean, rock. comma, butt rock. <laughs> we There's... play nothing but rock. <laughs> Yeah, there's several uh, potential origin stories to the term butt rock, um, oh. but I wanted—I just wanted to posit as an expert in the field, as a PhD, um, yes, you know, a PhD, a PhD, <laughs> your PhD, doctorate, butterate, butterate, that yeah, I'm 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 positing a new theory, which is the rocks and the butthole theory so i just want to like put that on the record i don't mind that one but actually so my boyfriend is out in, from he obviously lives in new york now but he grew up in westboro so he's kind of out where you guys are and he said that he had heard that on his local station it's like k-a-a-f or something w-a-a-f w-a-a-f waff that's it it was w-a-a-f and like waff waff and like he heard he said he heard it on that station yeah no oh, it, that I, was the butt rock station that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, where he heard nothing but rock yeah oh we'll we'll talk we'll we'll go deep into the annals of <laughs> the butt <laughs> today but yeah w-a-a-f rest in peace um, probably the genesis of, of most of our generation's butt rock um, preferences, predilections, or um, disdain. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my first exposure to butt rock was on that channel, and I was inundated with it by that channel. And I liked it as a child for a little bit. 
before we it was. All, we before all we knew things. better. I liked new metal. I thought Limp yeah. Biscuit was good. So I, well, I still think Limp Biscuit is good. Limp Biscuit is done good. Is gonna, we, we didn't introduce our actual names, by the way. I'm Heather. No. I'm Mike. And, and, and yes, we do the Make It Stop podcast, and we have had some very extensive conversations. We did the uh, March Badness series, which was a tournament-style head-to-head competition that involved uh, probably, you know, the reigning kings of butt rock to this day. <laughs> Um, Nickelback. Uh, so we we definitely went deep into this, and we talked a lot about uh, butt rock versus new metal, which I'm sure we'll get into today. But Mike Dunn is a straight up new metal apologist and <laughs> fucking loves the shit. And and you know what's fucked yep. up, guys, is that because we do a podcast entirely about bad music, so we only talk about bad music. Um, it's like giving me some sort of a like a. a a fucked up, like perverse appreciation for new metal. Where I oh now, yeah, totally I, on that same level with you guys. This yeah, like to it's the point time where for like, a goddamn revival. When is the revival going to happen? <laughs> like, I feel I feel kind of dirty when I get like really get into a new metal like chorus that really sticks with you, and I'm like, no, I fucking hate this. I'm supposed to hate this, but I love it. It's definitely guilty mm-hmm. pleasure music, very much. I can well, still listen to some corn. And be like, this is this is pretty good, guys. <laughs> Listen, I was like getting excited, you know, back before this entire year was a goddamn wash. I was like womp, thinking womp. about like because we usually go to Riot Fest every year in Chicago, yep. and I've been thinking about it was like the 20th anniversary of like a butt like um, what was the fucking Limp Biscuit album, Significant Other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so yeah. Or two or. Th- Two dollar bill, well, two dollar, three dollar bill, bill, y'all. There was that one yeah. too, but and then um, a hot dog, chocolate star, fish in the fish hot, in the dog, hot dog flavor. Yeah. Anyway, I was like getting kind of excited about the possibility, like, oh, maybe we'll see Limp Biscuit. Maybe they would go to Riot Fest, and I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Like, what has happened to me? That would fucking yeah. rule. I would it love will- that. <laughs> Maybe it's just in his glory. I legitimately think it's probably just because of like doing this podcast with Mike Dunn enough that it's like worn down my defenses. And also like when we go to shows together, it's really fun. You know, back when shows happened, it was, we had a lot of fun. So what are shows? What? What? Concertos? (laughs) Concerto. Concertos. Mm, In the olden times. (laughs) When oh. I was a kid, we used to see bands in, play live. In the before four. <laughs> oh. We used to press our bodies up against other gigantic man bodies, and they would make a squishy Heather Panini. Was... And we were so sweaty, and we couldn't <laughs> breathe from the heat coming off the audience. Just felt like a little gabagool. <laughs> so much gabagool <laughs> in this audience. And now we can't have it. the best day of my life. <laughs> Oh my god! Mm. Yeah. Now kids are just gonna watch virtual concerts. Not um, the same. Not the same. No. But I, I will say that I am not nostalgic for butt rock, and and, and going no. down this path with you all was reminding me of precisely that. Because <laughs> as I mentioned off mic, I think I maybe misunderstood the assignment, and I was trying to figure out any butt rock songs that I could defend. And I had a really hard time trying to go back uh, again and, and try to pick out some sh- shit that's somewhat defined. I, I would say, yeah. actually, you brought an interesting song to the table because I think the rest of us are going to argue for one of them not actually being butt rock. Oh. to show how hard I think you I, had to mm. work to make something not be butt rock. Yeah. Nice. I think me and Heather both brought at least one to the table where we can argue it might not be butt rock. 
but I feel like we also have the counter argument that it's 100% butt rock. Well, the I made the is... same mistake as Heather, by the way. I also picked two butt rock songs that I kind of like. I, I would not consider either of these things a mistake because, A, I was just like, come on our show. Can we just talk about butt rock? And you're like, sure. And I'm like, great. Like, that's all I really want is to hang out with you guys and talk about butt rock, which is a weird statement I never thought I'd say, but 2020, yeah. am I right? The parameters <laughs> were not entirely set in stone and you know what? I think that's fine. Yeah, I think no. that's going to make it interesting. Right? Like, I'm kind of, we have run the gamut with fucking butt rock here so i'm pretty excited about that yeah we have quite a variety of uh styles styles and flavors of butt yeah so many butts so like time. no matter what it's still gonna be a little messy and a little stinky no matter how hard you try yeah but i feel like we'll bring things to the table about every single band or be like you know what it, they're still just garbage though at the end of the day yeah Maybe we can all be Tina Belcher by the end of the episode and create some freaky fan fiction about butts. Yeah. We're I mean, now it. now after our description of what butt rock is, I just, you know, like the sound of like rocks grinding together. I'm just picturing like a butt making that sound and it makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, like if the butt cheeks were made out of granite and they were and just, just kind of like rubbing against each oh, other. Oh, a big butt rock. Yeah. <laughs> a rock butt. A rock butt. Or is it a butt rock? I don't know. This is basically Rockbiter's playlist from Neverending Story. Oh. Rockbiter's playlist. <laughs> oh. I love it. He, he can do that. He deserves it. Does he? He's so sad. Yeah. Cheer him up with some of his own music. I don't the know. The music of his people. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Um... We're all drinking. I oh my god. You guys. Drinking. <laughs> oh no. I just found out. <laughs> oh my god. I have, um, so I'm running a bunch of youth programming. Just this is a very weird segue, but I have a bunch <laughs> of discords for different youth programs that I'm running. And I was, when I was teaching my podcast class, I was trying to demonstrate how to use Discord to record a podcast. And it seems like I, in fact, was still voice connected in this discord and i have now just seen i saw a child join the chat oh, no. i at least heard the sound so i immediately realized that i was recording and then next out of it and oh no it just posted lol <laughs> well I'm glad, I'm glad we're popular with the youths now <laughs> well heather I... podcast your our podcast too and be like you want to learn more about butt rock oh my god that's that a, a very important topic is that a gateway drug <laughs> it's luckily one of my um, teens that i know very well so <laughs> I, I just asked him did you just hear my podcast and i'm that was an accident. Oops. <laughs> so I'll keep you up to date on how this, um, how, how this the status of your employment. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, actually, my my executive director is also is online right now. So oh, no. we're on. I'm not making this up, guys. Rad. This is this what is I do rad. for my art. <laughs> oh my god. Well, oh maybe we should get into it. I guess. I guess we should get into some butts. I was just going to say, does anybody want to talk about what they're drinking? Like, oh, per, yeah. Per yes. every episode. Let's all talk about what we're drinking. 
Uh, I am, I mean, I've been having cultures, but I always drink cultures at this point in my life because I'm turning into an old man. Uh, but I'm also drinking um, Sun Labs. Just, I think it's just Sun Lab. It's just Sun Lab. Oh, Fruits of the Palm. It's an American sour ale with this acai, dates, and coconut. It's fucking delicious. It is really good. You like so sours and coconuts? It's delicious. Sounds great. That sounds amazing. I think I think I might have tried something very. What was it again? It's Show me the sun. Sun Lab. I think I've tried that before with the coconuts. Like amazing. Really so fucking good. good. Oh my god. Okay, he has just said literally nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> and I said, Bless you. And he said I was just gonna pop in and say hi. Oh. And tell him that I am talking about butt rock. <laughs> Uh, did they um, know about Butt Rock? I don't know. Is Butt Rock the new classic rock? Like this is this oh, is a yeah. straight up zoomer. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it is classic rock at this. That's yeah. fucking weird. Isn't that disgusting? Oh my god, Dimitri. Oh my god, he just said, "What is that?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell him to never um, learn. How do I describe it to a fourteen-year-old right now? Well, tell him to listen to the podcast. No, very good description about but uh, rocks grinding together in a butthole, and that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Uh, I just said, um, well, do you know Nickelback or Puddle of Mud? And he said, Oh no, no. <laughs> He's typing right now. Okay, now and now a nine-year-old has joined the conversation, so I have oh, to Lord. I have to bail. Um, <laughs> continue, continue, guys. I'm so sorry. No, this is great. Fuck my oh, whatever geez. I'm drinking. The nine-year-old is like, well, I'll be in the voice channel if you guys want to talk. Oh. But no, bye. But no, you can't be here. The adults are drinking and talking. Oh, yeah. What are we drinking? Heather and I are both drinking Mai Tais in separate <laughs> yes. homes, uncoordinated. Because you're that in sync. We didn't, we didn't plan this. Didn't. but Are like Mai Tais your summer drink right now? Yes. Yeah. During the quarantine, I've just I've gotten I found yeah, solace really in the world of uh, of of cocktail yeah. uh, home cocktails and home mixology. I really like a good uh, gin mixed drink during the summertime. Hell yeah! It's I really just, good. I just like an old fashioned. I love an old fashioned. Old fashioned. A drink or a blow? A little job. bit of both. <laughs> no, an old fashioned's a hand job. Hand job. Why not both? Speaking of hand jobs, that's a great day. (laughs) Speaking Uh, of hand jobs, what's just. Oh, oh, are we doing a promo? Yeah. If you guys like giving hand jobs, you'll love the offer we have for you right now. (laughs) You guys slide on over to adamandeve.com. You can purchase almost any one item for 50% off. And then it doesn't stop there. No. No, it doesn't. Sure doesn't. Sure does not. You can get three, count them, trace, <laughs> magical mystery tour gifts. And you don't know what they're going to be. They could be something for him, something for her. Something for them. Yeah, something for them. Or for both of you, for the whole world. Mm. Everyone to enjoy. And then you get six spicy movies. Six of them. <laughs> You're so excited and confused by these six movies. <laughs> six of them. And one more thing. Free shipping! Free shipping! So that's, that's a lot of stuff you got going on here, guys. And, you know, you can still give hand jobs, 
Or you could get something that's going to help you give a hand job. Get, just get a, a flashlight. flashlight. Just get another flashlight. Please buy a, <laughs> buy a flashlight. Buy two. Get a sweet buy dragon. Buy for all one. your friends. Yeah. Get all the flashlights, guys. It's fine. Yeah. And all you have to do is go to adamandeve.com and put all that shit in your shopping cart and then yeah. use our our code CandyPod, C-A-N-D-Y-P-O-D. Not the band. But you will feel so alive. That's CandyPod at adamandeve.com. Get spicy or get sad. <laughs> sure. You want to talk about butt rock? Yeah, let's talk about butt oh rock. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, but I have to give you an update. I've now gotten, I've now gotten a DM from another kid. Oh who, no! <laughs> who posted? Whose only question was all bold? What's butt rock? <laughs> and oh then god. I tried to explain it, and then I said I was doing an episode of the podcast. I was like, and then, <laughs> then they said. Glad you didn't make me Google that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, I don't know. I tried Googling things on Butt Rock, and, like, you just get a couple articles, and then a lot of things talking about post-grunge, which, okay, I guess at this point we should say technically Butt Rock is formerly known as but like post-grunge. anything right. post-grunge is, like, anything that came out after, what, 1995? Maybe. that is such a vague category well i think it's a specific a specific take on grunge right Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah i have go ahead mike and then i get some thoughts on this like i think like you know grunge was a pretty diverse genre it it was a made-up like manufactured genre by the media like none of the like progenitors and like kings of grunge like consider themselves grunge no there really is no such thing as grunge yeah well like they they lumped in these bands because they were all from seattle but they had like really like different sounds like soundgarden is so different than pearl jam oh so Or it's it's different than I mean Soundgarden is different from Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is different from Nirvana. Like it's not Nirvana is like a punk band that like yeah. got lumped in with the yeah. like they don't sound anything like Pearl Jam. I feel like okay, so I think that so I think for me what I associate with grunge is as much of it as being a musical style. As you mentioned, it's kind of, it was like a location, it was a scene, it was a community, and it was an attitude, right? So similar to like punk music, although punk music pretty straightforward although a lot of things do get qualified under that umbrella um but like simple chord structure you know very short very fast um very simple um and aggressive um grunge was like characterized by like this early 90s do you guys hear that discord sound i'm gonna try to turn it off no actually i haven't heard any discord okay great Okay. I do um, hear when you type, though, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, seriously, <laughs> typing on a Mac. I'm literally explaining to children right now what butt rock is because of, <laughs> because of this. Because um, they're children and they don't understand. But thank God. Heather, <laughs> then they shouldn't. This is <laughs> something that... I am a professor. I'm a no, you're you're the butt fesser. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like grunge was, it was an attitude. It was like a, it was this like early nineties. So it was kind of a reaction to overblown, over the top, ridiculous, like arena rock, hair metal bullshit, excess, excess. And this is like, you know, very DIY, very similar roots in punk where it was like, 
we're gonna use distortion we're gonna use like whatever we can get our hands on we'll play anywhere um, we don't give a shit about what we wear we're all kind of strung out and like freegans like you know living off of crusts uh like and so it was it was like it was a whole ethos and a and a beyond just it being a genre which i agree that there's some variation in grunge for sure and and also grunge included bands like hole you know and and um mm. like the muffs and like other like artists and bands that also had women in them which you don't hear ever in butt rock so my thought what about is, Evanescence? Oh, See, I don't think Evanescence is butt rock. I consider mm, them I would, metal. Yeah. Can I, wait, hold on. Can I make my point yeah, really? Yeah, 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 so, okay. So anyway, so what I was saying was, is, so like grunge was, was an ethos. It was a, it was a mentality. It was a community. And that's why post grunge is really hard to nail down. And also why it's so shitty because post grunge was like, okay, we're going to take, we're going to emulate the sound and we're almost not even going to emulate the whole sound. We're going to really just emulate this mm, strain called <laughs> <Spain and> vocal <laughs> that always sounds like I'm going to pop a vein in my neck. Um, you know, and they took that piece and then made it, and then arena rocked it. So it's actually not, it's not grunge at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's aping that, um, that culture or that sound without any of the ethos or any of the values of it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really commercializing yes. and like monetizing the grunge sound. But in a big difference is that with grunge, they didn't necessarily want to do that. I know for sure Nirvana didn't really want to do that, but these bands these butt rock bands do want to do that so that is a big difference between the grunge and the post grunge and you know all that shit yeah and like well, i was can, gonna oh no sorry. i was just really quick and we can get into it like as we go band by band but i mean there are some prime examples on our list of bands that are definitely only doing things for the money Oh like, yeah, they are making sound. The way they sound is because they know it's gonna make. They have money. sacrifice quality for money. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Well, what I was gonna say is I feel like post grunge is the combination of grunge and new metal. Like, uh, and kind of, yeah, sort of just the afterbirth of <laughs> oh, the yeah. placenta of yeah. the two put together. Oh. And it, it 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 takes like only like really specific elements from both genres. Like it doesn't. Yeah. You pretty much lose all the good things about early '90s grunge, and you get left with like people aping Eddie Vedder's vocals, Oof. and you get and you yeah. get left with like just the mid tempo jams and the like ballads, and uh, you get the distorted guitars and like the solos, but it's like there's no heart in it. There's no, no heart. It's completely empty. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But. I, you know, in choose, trying to choose butt rock songs I did like, like, I'm interested to talk about what redeeming aspects can be found in this genre, in this reviled genre. Like, what? <laughs> there has to be something. Well, you guys are good because you guys, like, brought the, I think we can find something good in these songs. And, like, I brought one of those, but I brought one that I'm like, I'm going to shit on this for a real long time. And I think yeah. you brought at least one you're going to shit on a lot. I... The first one I have, oh my god, am I going to take the biggest dump on this fucking song? I hate well, it. Well, yours is first, so why don't we just get into it? Okay. All right, kids, you ready? We're yeah. yeah. So, 
Just so as an update, I have sent both children a link to Puddle of Mud's Blurry. I feel like that's like a, <laughs> yes. I feel like that's a, a good central text. I like that you wrote country. <laughs> Not me too, actually. All right, fine. All right, we'll just yeah. we'll watch the video. Okay, cool. All right. Wait, is this how it starts? Yes. Oh my All right. God. Yes. All right, yes. Ashley, go ahead. Can you just read that out real quick? So well, for tell, context? Yeah, give us give us okay. your give us your spiel here. So this first one is Backcountry by Avenged Sevenfold. And okay, so we're gonna watch the the video because you need visuals for this. So the video starts with a quote that says, He who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man with no punctuation. By somebody called Dr. Johnson. Oh, you know Dr. Johnson. <laughs> no first name. No first name, just Dr. Johnson. He's a Dr. proctologist. Johnson. Yes, he's a proctologist. <laughs> All right, here we go. playing it is even though i turned it down but it ain't good (laughs) so i understand that this is going to be kind of a contentious um entry for the butt rock awards (laughs) but (laughs) is this gonna be the jethro toll of the butt rock awards (laughs) yeah it's gonna usurp everybody and just grab that award because it deserves it honestly well the video alone but i mean these guys are not your typical butt rock bullshit. They're not Creed. They're not anything else. They're 100% mid 2000s scene kids that just really want you to know that they fuck chicks with lizard tongues, apparently. With lizard tongues. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's, the lizard tongues are coming out in the video and it's still playing as we're talking over it now. <laughs> and there's women you, with lizard tongues. So this is called Bad Country. Tail. This is a reference to this is a uh, hunter, Fear and this Loathing. This is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Oh. Um, they were apparently inspired by Hunter S. Thompson with this song. In what way? <laughs> They're in Las Vegas, period. Okay. That's it. Yeah, surely they don't think that Hunter Thompson would like this song. Like, they, even they can't be that delusional. If, I, I would hope they would think that if Hunter S. Thompson was alive, then he would die all over again if he saw this. But is that a is that a little hentai reference we got there with the octopus and the bathtub? I What's going so. on? No, I think that, that's that also a fear and loathing reference. Oh. I'm sure. Ah, okay. I never read it. And a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. impersonator? Yeah. This is why. Um, uh, here's what I'll say about Avenged Sevenfold. I never liked them, but I had some friends who really did. I remember yeah. specifically in high school when some of my friends 
uh started getting into hardcore music but then also started getting into like bad hardcore music like yeah Avenged sevenfold to me was like uh fashion core yes. like glam metal like so um but i hear the butt in this song it sound it, i hear it very it's the vocals clearly. it's the yeah. vocals yeah. yeah and it's it's really fucking funny because so they they had two other albums before the album that this song was on came out so the album that this song came out on was called city of evil and it came out in like 2006 or something like that to vegas it's so So they had two albums before this and their metal their sound was just straight up metalcore and on this album they decided to basically switch genres and um okay so first of all let me read you the names of the band members of this uh of this band so the singer (laughs) is m shadows no it's not his name is (laughs) it's not but he can say that it is his name is literally matthew but his stage name is m shadows guitarist zachy vengeance no it's not lead zachary lead guitarist sinister gates nope his name his name is samuel (laughs) spelled spelled with y's instead of i's and bassist johnny christ and, oh okay and yeah they think they're the misfits or something yeah Ugh. and drummer the rev <laughs> the rev yeah okay. so, nice they sound they sound super cool super, super I, was, cool. I'm, I want to be friends with them so this was their breakout song off the third album city of evil and they were so dedicated to this genre switch that m shadows took vocal lessons so that he could actually sing instead of scream and so he could put raspiness into his voice so that raspiness is like an acquired attribute that's interesting i was gonna say i do remember because my friends would make me listen to event sevenfold in the car i'm so sorry <laughs> um i remember him them being a, a screamy band yeah they I were, yeah, they were like screamo decent well, they- scream Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give him a little bit of credit, uh, Event Sevenfold. Their drummer is fucking sick. There are some Which awesome one? plays on this song. On this plays song? On this, yeah. So their drummer on this was The Rev. He actually ended up um, passing away in 2009. Oh. Um, and after he passed away, they got fucking Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater to drum for them for two fucking years because that's why we started calling them avenge seven belts yes because we talked about them in our dream theater episode yes woof. um so he played with them for like two fucking years and granted mike portnoy is kind of a dick bag himself right but he's a really good drummer and he was he started dream theater which is like the most amazing uh progressive metal band yeah. that has ever existed but even Avenged Sevenfold was, after two years, he was like, so uh, what's going on? And Avenged Sevenfold was like, yeah, no, you don't need to join our band. I mean, we got this other dude <laughs> that can come and oh hang with us. So, but yeah. Dirt bags. But like, big dirt, big dirtbag energy. I'm going to say, we yeah. have a lot of BDE on oh, yeah. these, uh, these songs on this playlist. And I, I think yeah. that is, again, the uniting 
factor between uh, new metal and butt rock is dirtbag energy. And we all oh, yeah. know it. And I'm sure I'll yeah. get into detail about it. We've all yeah. lived that life. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my argument for this being butt rock, because I'm sure people are going to be like, eventually I was fold isn't butt rock. I'm going to say it's nouveau butt, butt rock. Mm. Because you just made butt rock fancy somehow. Right? Nouveau butt rock. I think we can call yeah. Avenged Sevenfold because like these weren't like the straight up dude dudes that we're going to talk oh, about later. Yeah, no. These were the scene kids that had the side swept hair and the arm warmers that really wanted you to know that they were ex brutal ex, you know? <laughs> but they still fell for the allure of like the, the mass exposure you get exactly. from turning right. butt. Exactly. And it, you know, I would call this butt metalcore, and I think you know yes. there's precedent for this of a band of one genre like crossing over into butt while yes. still maintaining some characteristics <laughs> of their original genre. Yeah. Like Rise Against, I would say, is butt punk. Yes. Ooh, oh we, yes. Yeah. Mike Dunn coined that term, as far as I'm concerned. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't care to look into it. Um, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, I. Me too. I it's genius. It's so fucking true. Absolutely. Yeah. Rise Against fits that bill of just, um, yeah, like the, the, it's, it's whiny, but it's yes. way too aggro. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like, it's absolutely like the sound of toxic masculinity, just like trying to figure out like how to express itself. Yeah. And, and it's the- like simultaneously like saying, that it loves you and also telling you you're a <laughs> shitty bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, also it's like all, like all screaming at you that you're a shitty yeah. bitch. Or no, not even saying that it, he like that they love you, but like that they could have loved you once. If you were a shitty, a shitty bitch. bitch. <laughs> and it's just, it's that. Yes, Ugh. it's that energy. It's that Gross. shit that they're bringing to the table where they're like, we're just fucking towing the line of being sexist pieces of shit. But we're not saying it in our lyrics, but we'll show you some some big titty women in some bras in our Yo, you want to see some side boobs, though? My <laughs> side boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. just something, there's something about uh the sound this like unifying sound of, of butt rock that like you know there's there's like variances to it but you know it when you hear it and there's something about that sound that for as like you know repulsive as it is to people like us who like you know give a shit about music yeah like yeah. somehow it does just hit perfectly in perfect combination of quadrants yes of, yeah uh media consumers to like it, sell more records than any other rock music. It really like hit that Rubik's cube of perfection. Yeah, you know. There's there's I think all of these bands do that and I think after we go through all the songs we can kind of cuz I have I have a sad thought that I have finally come to the realization of but I'll get to it at the end. That'll be my <laughs> Jerry Springer final thought. Um when we move on, the next song is actually Mike's pick. So Oh yeah. Let me go back to sharing that sweet screen. Oh yeah! Oh, I'm pumped about this one. This is, um, oh, I know. Should I introduce it? Yeah. Yes, please. This is uh, "I Walk Alone" by Saliva. It is uh, Batista's entrance music in the WWE. Uh, Dave, Dave Batista. So and sweet. I love this song, and it pumps me up, even though I know it's butt rock and it's bad. But you know what? Um, I'm ready to get pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pump up song.
give you this the guitars are pretty sweet i was kind of feeling it i was kind of feeling it i get how you like it so much but like then he started singing and i'm like oh no (laughs) oh honey no imagine an animal a man of uh 320 (laughs) pounds of pure muscle six foot four with a god smack tattoo on his belly button walking out to this song (laughs) see all i can think of now is drax from uh uh, uh guardians movie. of the galaxy the yeah. yeah all, all i can picture is, is mike batista or um dave batista is him they really missed out on an opportunity to have him wrestle in character as drax like on when he did the comeback <laughs> hey, there's recently. gonna yeah. be another movie someday maybe yeah <laughs> I, I, liked I, him, I, would, I would like that i liked him in a uh, blade runner 2049 too like throwing the guy into the wall and shit oh, i he never even saw guy. Blade runner one me either Ooh, I like yeah. 2049 better. That's my hot take. Oh. I know. I've heard that hot take. Like, what is. There's, there's a weird contention. Yeah. Um, anyway, saliva. Anyway, <laughs> saliva. What? <laughs> Why? When? Hold on. When did that sound of voice, that affectation, <laughs> that particular affectation that sounds like you're fucking squeezing out a ginormous fucking look like fucking pimento loaf like a like a like a deli meat you know tube Uh, when did that become the sound like when where did that come from does it come from pearl jam specifically was it pre-pearl jam where did that come from why because that is the unifying sound of butt rock it's the squeezing out a fucking log now I, I'm no professor, but I kind of agree that I feel like Eddie Vedder really—it's his fault—really was kind of the champion of that sound of your voice. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to squeeze out that last turd, and it's just not—it's just, just not coming. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm sure like music historians could point to like a pre Eddie Vedder use of that voice, but he's definitely the one who like brought it onto the main stage and the mainstream. Um, but then there's also the way this guy screams, which is also, or not, he doesn't really scream. He's, str- he's strange he just extra hard. <laughs> it's uh, just, it's a tight scream. Like his whole body is just convulsing when he's screaming. And that's kind of probably one of my biggest problems with butt rock is the vocals and how absolutely terrible they are for singers. Like if anybody who's taken vocal lessons will know, like, you're not supposed to sing wait, like that. Maybe, you will fucking wait, ruin your voice doing that. Maybe right. that's why it's called butt rock, because they ha- they're, they like, trying so hard exactly. to not take a shit that they're like, I gotta sing like this. <laughs> maybe that's it. Like, they're just clenching their buttholes so hard that they just, they have to sing like that. Oh I mean... 
that that's a very that's as good a theory as any uh the only the other one yeah so there's that so there's that origin that's actually how i always thought about it was that it was like <laughs> the sound of like of literally taking a shit like it's yeah. like oh, oh, is, uh, this Danger. <laughs> <laughs> you guys um, look up the lyrics to this song? Well, no. Can I make oh, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I, I finished your point. Damn it. And then I heard that I heard the nothing but rock. Um, and then obviously, and then there's the other theory that it's like, sounds like the sound, like that if you're singing into a spread, you know, butt cheeks. <laughs> it's very like muffled. Um, but it's, then in this article, this is a Mel Magazine article, um, which I doesn't have the author listed on it, but I think I cited this in a, in a previous episode. But um, writer and podcaster Mark Lee, I don't know who he is, but he exists. He, um, he basically draws this uh, distinction between um, head rock, meaning like thought provoking, like you know instrumentation really you know whatever whatever you and also like i would probably say that probably most of the artists that he would put under that category like tool for example are actually shitty so i don't know if i agree with this but then butt rock is the opposite right it's just a base instinct it's like it's that dirtbag energy it's that like bottom of the barrel fucking you know lower class and and like like economically like in shitty jobs or like really mm-hmm. like you know being shitty boyfriends and like you know that it's it's like non-intellectual it's just like extremely extremely base which i think also kind of holds some water and honestly like tool wrote a lot of songs about anal sex so like <laughs> they 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 can be butt rock too i but mean metal. They, Isn't it, bu- do, do they have a fucking song called like prison sex or something they have a song yeah. called prison sex but also stink fist is definitely about um anal sex also a perfect circle has a lot of songs about anal sex maybe so really, the perfect circle is a butthole so like poor uh, mayonnaise kegels james kegels mayonnaise just wrote a fucking lot of songs about anal sex yeah i think james that he kegels doesn't mayonnaise. have the right to do because stop because he's not gay right no, but he oh, likes. He, could be in a he likes. He's bi, isn't he? Bi. I be no. a fucking shit. What he? He be like, bi. He be bi. As a bisexual person, I'd say. <laughs> like I'm calling it. I don't wanna, but I will. Yeah, he sets off my bi fi. Bi fi. Um. Well, t- definitely rating a ten on the bi fi meter. <laughs> uh, Heather, to your point Full about bars. this, like butt rock being defined as being like bass you know thoughtless music like yeah i think that is like a defining characteristic is that it's all dumb yeah like, very that's dumb. it's there's a lot of there's a lot of variance between these songs that we're listening to today but they're all dumb and this one's very dumb like, you had the lyrics right <laughs> yeah so the lyrics so the the lyrics that i knew um were the chorus which is i walk for miles inside this pit of danger a place where no one follows me i walk alone or the second time he says, I swallowed down a thousand years of anger. Um, and That's the- how you deal with your emotions, right? That's how you do it. You just keep swallowing. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And, it's healthy. and then in the verses, Good. when he Therapy's talks about pussies, 
in the verses when he talks about like what this pit of danger is that he walks alone through, uh, he's talking about watching television news. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god. I'm I sick of all these people talking out their heads. I'll never understand a damn thing that or I never understood a damn thing that they said. Uh from words to actions, never knowing what they're about, I guess I'll have to chew them up and spit them out. And the other verse is, this television has a poison on its breath, this counterculture of both wicked lives and death. It makes my eyes bleed every time I turn around. How will they all feel when I bring them to the ground? That's right, Saliva. I hate MSNBC too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, you guys are really, you guys are really saying something here. Mm -hmm. It's real, real deep. Real deep lyrics there. Yeah. Ugh. But still, it pumps me up. This is like, this is pump up music. This is, they even have like the, like a, like a bass drop. Do you hear the bass drop? Like the, <laughs> it actually, it even sounds like, uh, I think they, they time it with uh, Batista's pyro. So like the fireworks oh. go off right when that bass drops. I mean, it takes a lot to write a, a wwe and intro song <laughs> like you don't mean that <laughs> i'm sure it does <laughs> like you have to coordinate shit with pyrotechnics and you know angry walks down a ramp so like come on i think that wwe entrances are like the most perfect uh uh venue for butt rock i think that's the oh, only yeah. The oh, only time much. I ever enjoy butt rock is when it's playing as a muscular man without However, a shirt walks down a ramp. Actually, no. maybe that's um, what butt rock means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Typo Negative wrote one for Kane once, oh, that's and then right. they never used it. Oh, um, that's no, fine. That's I, can, fine. I mean, we could do a whole separate episode on WWE entrance themes. Uh, sure. like, maybe that'll be our summer that, bonus but... episode. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. You want me to pick my favorites and we can just, you can just yell at me about how they're bad while I say that they're good? Yeah, that's, that's our formula. <laughs> that's why the kids back, keep huh? coming back, baby. That's why we're getting those dildo dollars, thirteen seventy five still. Well, if you don't want to give us money, you can always give them money by going to adamandeve.com <laughs> and using the code that music. music. Yeah. Yeah. So you can also give them money or just buy your second fleshlight using their code. And then you get even more free. Gifts. And then you get 12 free porns. 12 free porns. <laughs> what if you just get more butts? <laughs> More butts. More Buy rocks. all of your fake butts. Yeah, on. get your silicone butts all at adamandeve.com. <laughs> Fill them with rocks. Oh, yeah. Fill them with rocks and then sing into them and then record it and send it to us in an email. Yeah, and also Please. squish them a lot so the, the rocks rub against oh, each other. Like, I just have, like, <laughs> I just want anxiety. I just attack. want to hear grinding rocks. It's, in like a, it's like one of those fucking, what's the, a slock or whatever, where you put the lock in the end of a sock and you strain oh. at somebody. It's just like a, a, an anal tube filled with rocks. That, that is probably an anal tube thing sock. that exists. That's a butt rock yeah. weapon right there. You we know always call that a mad ball. A mad ball? <laughs> Yeah, people used Who's to swing. Who's we? You know, the fucking hardcore kids doing. <laughs> oh um, Polly brought a mad ball to the show at oh Romans and socked a kid in the head with a fucking. Oh my god. Lock with a padlock. Oh, oh yeah, you're very hardcore. If anybody no, listens I was to terri- Earth, I was terrified. If, if I didn't anybody listens to, to the Earth Crisis episode of the podcast, where they do kind of veer into butt rock and new metal. Oh um, yeah. 
it becomes clear that Mike Dunn is a coward. (laughs) Well, I went to the shows. I was just scared. Uh, (laughs) I get that. I understand that feel. Saliva is a band that started as new metal and, and, turned to butt rock like their first oh. big song was click click boom yeah they, yes. were, they were really new metal i remember them being a new metal band i don't recall their switching of genres but well, they did yes. it for batista I, well, and by batista when, i mean the money uh-huh i would say staring down the barrel of a 45 was pretty butt yeah <laughs> oh for sure that was saliva yeah staring down the barrel oh, of a 45 that's butt all day Maybe they're but just also. new butt. Yeah. Oh shit! You know what? I was wrong. That's Shine Down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Wait, who is Shine Down? Staring down the barrel of a forty-five. Oh, what big difference? Who gives a shit? It's all That's the right. same. Anyway, yes. Let's let's uh, let's keep butt. Let's keep rocking. Because we were talking about pump up jams. Keep button, button. Keep button, keep rocking. Oh, but uh, oh, but but. Because Mike's song is a pump-up song, and I'm I'm going to explain to you why. But this is the song I picked, and I'm like, it, I kind of will make a case for. Nope. Oh. And I'm sorry. I see which album it's from, and oh, I'm going to no. go right ahead and say, That's nope. fine. <laughs> I listened to the episode where you reviewed it, and you're not wrong. But also, like, sometimes you just nope. you make choices in your life, and this was a choice. This uh, is a choice. This is a choice. It was, uh, Nickelback's Burn choices. It to the Ground. Scenarios. Okay, I know, I know, I know. Put your balls back in. No, my ball, my balls will be out. The only reason, okay. So back when I was a youth, no, I used to play roller derby, and Ooh. I was the one who was supposed to make the playlists. And here's the thing about roller derby: there is an array of people going to those bouts. There's like, oh, I, you, I, I, you know, you know, you get it, you <laughs> totally get it, like. Yeah, you're going to get, like, your friends and family who have to go because they fucking have to. So you're going to get, like, nerds and squares. You're going to get, like, you know, kind of the uh, the grunge chicks. And, like, you're going to get your rednecks who really like roller derby. But also, this is a really good song to skate. Like, in yeah. about, this is a really fucking good pump-up song. If I'm in the middle of a jam, like, hearing good fucking pump-up music helped me to block better. You have convinced me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I, like, all of a sudden am liking this song because of the context you just put it in. I feel like this is a better pump-up song because I feel like, okay, so I'm a 
I'm a wrestler in a, yes. in a you know, a league of, of marginalized gender wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, so we have a similar overlap, although I'm actually much more scared of roller derby than wrestling. Just put you it out there. <laughs> it's really fucking terrifying. Um, people, when I, they hear I'm a wrestler, they're like, oh, like roller derby? And I'm like, that's completely different. But <laughs> what they mean is that the crowds can be the same. Yes, and, uh, and it's a crowd each crowd. Yeah, and you know what? And I can picture this being a wrestling entrance song, and I like it better than the I, fucking one that Mike Dunn mentioned. I'll tell <laughs> you what, Heather. Song. This was the theme song from Monday Night Raw back in, like, 2012. Oh, that's right. It well, actually, like, for a minute... There you go. It was definitely a song a lot of sports sports used that to, like, be like, sports. Um, once Chad, Cro- once Chode Kroger starts putting his vocals in, I'm like, nah, I'm out. But like the guitar and the bass and the, dr- like, yeah. it has a good drive to it where I'm like, um, well, now I want to skate in circles and beat bitches up. It, you're right. You're right. The thing is, is that none of it is original. It's completely derivative and that's the oh. whole thing. But you're right that it, it yeah, it's, I forget what I fucking said about this song. Yeah, I'm curious because I, I, I can't remember. I think this because I'm a nerd and I listen to your guys' March Badness because I hate myself. Um, I was in <laughs> That's a great endorsement for our show. <laughs> You're our actual friend. <laughs> because I was like, I want to see who's the worst, though. And, like, by the time it got down to Imagine Dragons and Nickelback, I was like, I don't know who I'm even rooting for. No, you... But when you guys talked about this album, I believe because I think the song before this was about how he was like, I need to stop drinking so much. And then he's like, JK, I'm going to drink all the whiskey and put my balls out. And you're like, but which is it, Chad Kroger? Yeah, okay. But and also, I, I don't want to see your balls. Nobody wants no, to No, put your balls away. Retract <laughs> them. <laughs> like, suck them up into your body. Put them back into your body. I don't want to see them. So the funny thing about this song is, I guess... When Chode Kroger talks about it, he's just like, oh, yeah, this is like, when he's at a concert, he's like, this is how I like to go out and drink, yeah, like, this is what I like to do, this song's about me, I just smoked the wrong end of a cigarette. And then the (laughs) next song is him talking about his friend overdosing from heroin and being like, oh, this is so hard, I'm so sad, what kind of influences did he have, I don't know, (laughs) I'm completely not complicit in this, you know, like, what the fuck, (laughs) it was yeah but when they were in the studio recording the song i was reading up on this apparently they had to do like a bunch of takes on it because every time they did it the producer's like nah man this ain't it nah man this ain't it this is too soft i really need more emotion from you not even that (laughs) finally when they had the take right he's like yeah now i want to grab a beer and put my fist in the air and hang out with my boys this is the song wait does he have a drink what? This was the producer. But like but Chad Kroger, yes, most definitely has a drinking problem. The Krogs. So he talks about a butt rock. full of whiskey. Well, the bottle. Yeah. What does that mean? mean? You can't hold the whiskey; it's the <laughs> liquid. Pours <laughs> <He's... laughs> it right into his. <laughs> he just pours <laughs> it over his fist and licks it off his fingers. That's not even. It's, like a, it's, hand hand luge. it's a hand luge. It's a hand luge. <laughs> it's a hand luge. But Hamlet um, doesn't sound quite as good as Fistful of Whiskey. No. Not out as of much curi- with that. Out of curiosity, I did look up my notes for when we did this song for March Madness. <laughs> yeah, let me look it up. Hold on. What's and, it called again? Uh, uh, it's called song. Burn It to the Ground. Okay. Uh, and it turns out I liked this song then, and I still kind of <laughs> like it now. Uh, I, uh, here's my notes. Riff song. Queens of the Stone Age type riff. 
Kinda. I dig it out the gate. Oh, I remember this one. They used to play this on laser while I was driving to and from Holyoke Community College to take my last oh. two credits to graduate college. And it was also the Monday Night Raw theme. And then I wrote, uh, it's bad, but it also kind of rocks. Yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm not proud of myself. I do not want to hear this more than once a year at all. <laughs> because if I hear it more than once a year, I'm going to straight up think it is all bad. It is horrible. It is the worst song that ever existed. Don't, don't even lie. You went up and went to the bathroom where we played this. I literally you arguably did. haven't even heard this once. I haven't. I don't need to. I heard the <laughs> opening riff. That's all I need. It's a good riff. It's a Was, fine riff. It's a fine riff. It is a how, fine riff. And then how, that's it. How insulting is it that I wrote down Queen to the Stone Age type riff for that riff? I think, or is it accurate? I think it is accurate. I'm trying to find my I can see notes. that they are trying to sound like Queen to the Stone Age. That riff sounds like a riff in the middle of um, No One Knows. Oh, yeah, yeah right? Uh, sounds exactly like the same exact fucking riff. Which one was written first? When did this come out? Oh, this was written after... Well, yeah. this is, well, this is like 08, right? Oh, oh, yeah, well, later, no one knows. Yeah. No, no one, one knows, knows it's like 2003. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if not earlier, yeah. I just, all my notes were about him saying balls out. And this was, I, let me just tell you, this is last edit. Talk about, <laughs> talk about a little fucking, you know, time capsule here. Last edit was on March 15th. So if we think about the timeline, that was a day after my whole building shut down and I like that 14th of Ooh, March was my first day. It seems like home. 20 years Isn't ago. Isn't that insane? Um, and so my notes are balls out, balls out, put your balls the fuck back in. And then remember when we talked about Nickelback being a public health crisis, we need to quarantine Nickelback and Chad Kroger's balls. So I was... <laughs> I don't I think I don't think uh, you can I, hear quality material I'm like that. I'm pretty on sure Bad music good times on the Pantheon podcast network. I'm pretty sure that quarantine your balls is my new favorite <laughs> insult. Like yeah. when I'm having an <laughs> argument with somebody, like shut your mouth, quarantine your balls, and get the fuck out of here. Like your little garlic knot dick and get, get the your fuck garlic knot dick and get the fuck out of here. Ugh. It's bad. Our podcast it's is bad, but it also kind of rocks. But it also kind of yeah, in 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 the most like distanced like way, in the most ironic way. If you are skating of, in circles yeah. or wrestling someone, and yeah, you're just I know. background music, yeah. you're not say no more. Lyrics. Say no more. You just hear like that riff, and you're like, all right, I kind of just I were, skate fast. If I were someone. about to skate fast or wrestle somebody, I'm I'm gonna play this song. If I am getting my makeup and clothes on for a night out that I need to be pumped, and I'm not playing this song. You know, there's so many girls that do that though, and I don't want to hang out. And with they them. are the ones that I no. avoid. Bar yeah, they're playing it. this as they pick out which pink cowboy hat they want to put on oh, for God. the night. Like they just smoked the wrong end of a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> they always smoke the but wrong end of cigarette. Dirt bag energy. D B E. Ugh. Not B D. Yeah. No, it's not B D. <laughs> it's D B E. Oh, D-B-E. just a quick um check in with the children. Um, oh my god! Okay, it's gotten more ridiculous. Okay, so <laughs> the first thing was that this is like a kid who I um has been going through a lot. Anyway, Aww. they were I they're a sweetheart and I was like trying to check in with them. So they said I was trying to explain what butt rock was, and I sent them <laughs> 
the video of Puddle of Mud, and then their response was, it reminds me of my dad's band, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, no. And then, um, and then they shared the dad's band with me. And then I said, LOL, I'll let you know with my expert opinion, crying, laughing emoji <laughs> to make it clear that I'm no expert, even though I am secretly a PHP, but they don't need to know. <laughs> um, and then they responded, also, my mom claims Pearl Jam could fall into the butt rock category. So now this oh, child no. is having a conversation with their mom about this. And their mom is probably our age. You know what, though? She makes a good point, though. I'm going to say, your mom is correct. They're proto-butt rock. They're like death is to punk, you know? Yeah. Yes. I would say that, like, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder are, like, the godfathers of butt rock. They go to your christening. They're there for the important parts, but they don't normally stay around. But they won't take care of you. They're just I don't, there. I don't think <laughs> they're Jam, a name only. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Pearl Jam is butt rock, but somehow they're still one hundred percent responsible for it. Yes, you know what I mean? they are Absolutely. though. Oh wait, no, that's the other butt rock. Jeromeers, Alice and Chains. Alice and Chains also. Alice and Chains also deserves a little blame. I think they they sing a bunch of different songs i'm just trying to think of one of their songs though like you know Um, when you're trying to cue one up and you're like where is my alice in chains uh, memory uh a rooster uh, song i just (laughs) okay but but dave matthews band sounds like that so it's just is but that's clearly not butt rock it's like jam it's butt jam butt jam damn it Damn it! It is, though. It is. These are genres uh, I don't want to exist. I hate it here. But, like, butt rock is now an umbrella, and we just have to embrace it. Butts are an umbrella. Butts under an umbrella. Butt anyway, stretched. I think, Butt-brella. I think we should continue on. Um, <laughs> this is Heather's first pick, and oh, yeah. this is Ooh. the one we're going we're gonna to have Ooh. an interesting discussion about. We are. Listen. It's butt rock. It's it's post grunge. It is. It is post grunge. I will not disagree with that. Again, yeah. my understanding of the assignment was that um <laughs> per, that I had to defend this. So this was me trying to find a song I could defend. You know what? I'm gonna defend it with you. I'm so also we're great because it. yeah. it's it's pretty good. It's pretty. Okay. Good. I feel like we should watch the video though, and and I'm gonna Ooh, yeah, only say right. that because he's very hot. So I chose oh, this also oh. because he's very hot. Yes. This is Bush. This is Gavin Rossdale, you know, ex- extremely My first hot. crush. Again, extremely hot. Like, you know, Trent from Daria personified. Oh, um, yeah. Just oh. very sexy. And um, I didn't really listen to Bo- like Bush, but I remember seeing them perform live at like, on, like I think they performed at uh, Woodstock 99, which the I was obviously glycerin. not at, but I've seen the recordings of it and they were really, you know. Bush was uh, my first concert ever. Yeah. Really? Wow. July, July 5th, 1997 at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Back. Wow. That was my very first concert ever. And how was it? Was it great? It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> I was 13 and I was in love with Gavin Rosdale. So yes, it was you, fantastic. You maybe what? felt some chemicals between you. I perhaps. certainly oh, did. That's the well, name of the song. Well before the song even came out. But yeah, let's listen to it. My first concert was also a butt rock concert. Ooh. 
Oh, look at us in our far rock concert. <laughs> I've never seen this video. Yeah, I've never seen it. I want you to remember uh, A love so full like a send us always And I want you to surrender mm. Oh my Yo, this song bops, though. Yeah. Like, have a genuine conversation yeah. about this is a good fucking song. Honestly, and I would say, yeah. like, is butt rock, but isn't butt rock. Honestly, with the entire apparently umbrella category that butt rock is, I would say this is on the better side. It's a bumbrella. It's a bumbrella. Yeah, it's a bumbrella. <laughs> and Bush is on the, like, you know, not so butt side, I guess. Glycerine, uh, there, there. It's butt rock. It's just yeah. well done. It's yeah. it's classified as post grunge, and this was this was like their last big hit song. Yep. So this came out in 1999, and this was like their last big like charting, like super, like uh, like I think it was number one on the alternative charts, and still like number sixty on like the regular Billboard charts. But it it was this was after Glycerine and all of the you know they were they were still very popular and. Again, Kevin Rosdale, Jesus fucking Christ. I was yeah, this fighting was my knuckle. God damn Peak it. Rosdale. I, I remember like watching this, like the video and being like, when's the shirt going to come off? Like just right now. Like <laughs> I know he has less of a shirt in this. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, there we go. There it is. There it is. They, mm. they know. Yeah, they no, know. man, I was fucking in love with Gavin Rosdale. That's why was you hated teenager. Gwen Stefani. That's why I fucking hated Gwen Stefani. But at the same time, I kind of liked Gwen Stefani because like I listened to No Doubt a lot for somebody who didn't like No Doubt. So <laughs> I'm surprised that you picked this one, Heather, because I don't think this is the most butt of it's not. Bush's songs. Yeah. But they get, they do like First of all, he strains. He strains oh, like hell. He does do the, yeah. I gotta poop, but I but won't he, poop strain. It's at least a maybe I'm fucking you strain. Like, it could it could be that. It could it's be, a hot strain. Maybe I just want it. I, uh, God, I still have a crush on 1999. Right? Like, but he's so right cute. Now. But, like, the Swallowed Video, Bush? Or Gavin Rossell? Yeah, that's a butt rock song. They're oh, a butt rock totally. band. And yeah. they, but they were just smart. And they actually, like, kind of authentically, like, mixed in some eat like some electronic you know yeah. some interesting you know elements that didn't um completely fail you know they what I mean? had where I feel just... like a lot of butt rock like uh, artists like in songs like that we saw with like Nickelback trying to yeah. do something different it's like it doesn't work you know what I mean but they they kind of integrated those elements they had back. just enough interest in their butt rock kind of sound <laughs> to make it slightly interesting 
And I think that's why they actually became more popular and were slightly more respectable, maybe. Yeah. They were also earlier, you know, like they... Well, 97... 16 Stone came out in 96, and like that was still... I think 16 Stone was 96. Oh, no, you're right, you're right, yeah, you're Mm -hmm. right. And that was still, you know, that was still during grunge, I feel like. Like, Alice in Chains just released a new album in 96. Yeah, it was like the tail end of I think bands like Bush and Alice in Chains and even Pearl Jam to an extent are just like that bridge into butt rock yeah. they are like they're the, the bearing straight grunge of- <laughs> like they're what you want to show people when you're talking about post grunge like this and they're like oh okay that's fine and they're like but what's in that dark shadowy place oh we don't go there <laughs> that's nickelback you don't want to go there we don't yeah. go over there yeah i think yeah i guess bush was sort of part of that wave of mid-90s bands that were like doing grunge but doing it like less interesting and and like more uh, broadly appealing yeah sort of like but you know there was bush I there was like ta- tonic and like oh yeah there, tonic this one uh the science of things nah. terrible album name nah. <laughs> um the science of things the chemicals between <laughs> us uh, magnets how do they work i never got into that one but no i think i think like butt rock was a further de-evolution from bush like i think yeah. that, mm-hmm. i agree with what you're saying okay. they were yeah, sort yeah. of the bridge but Rock. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, we um, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, the ultimate of all um, aggregators of information, mm-hmm. um, apparently Bush was like one of the first bands to actually be described as post-grunge. Like that term yep. came mm. about as a, re- as a response to Bush. And it was a kind of a pejorative way of distancing them from earlier grunge and making it like implying that they're just derivative. Um, yep. So I, apparently Matt Deal of Rolling Stone described Bush as, quote, the most successful and shameless mimics of Nirvana's music. And in the book Fargo Rock City, a heavy metal odyssey in r- rural North, Car- North Dakota, Chuck Klosterman wrote, Bush was a good band who just happened to signal the beginning of the end. Ultimately, they would become the grunge warrant. So that's I think, interesting. Wow. I think they could, and he says they signaled the beginning of the end, but I think maybe they signaled something different. I don't think they knew what was going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. But they saw them as a transitory band that, yeah. You know, yeah they're like the pupa stage, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Um, it was promised, but the final result wasn't what anyone asked for. Yeah. And, and- it blossoms into a butterfly. Right? <laughs> you know, like- uh. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we all agree it's a great song, huh? Pretty no, good? it's a good song, and I, I we're not a hundred percent sure about the butt rock part, but definitely. A great I would song. say it's an okay song. It's not my Listen, favorite. Listen, but if, if nineteen ninety nine, I'm sorry, I just have to say, oh, if they fine. were the beginning of the end of butt, if they were the beginning of the end of grunge, then by nineteen ninety nine, they were one thousand percent butt rock. Oh yeah, Mm. I think to classify them anything after Razor Blade Suitcase definitely butt rock. Mm. Oh, is it my pick up next? Oh yeah, your picks up next, girl. Why don't you tell us about it? Um, this is I hate everything about you. Mm. Oh, Grace. Oh yay! So excited. I'm thrilled. No. <laughs> Every time we lie out 
most emoist of butt oh rocks. Oh my god. It was that was that was literally painful. It's really hard to listen to that. It's horrible. so bad. Horrible. So yeah, sorry. That that evolution of butt rock when it got emo-fied with like three days yeah. grace and like um but um smile empty, smile empty soul was yeah. another one that I had thought about for this list. Breaking Benjamin Breaking all Benjamin all God. It was that was that's I think the worst era of butt rock. Like that that is as bad as it gets, I think, is this. Yes. This is yes, really, really, really is. fucking I like that we went from like, no, this jam's a butt or this bop's a jam. I don't even know which is which, but the point is, and then we go to this like, this is the worst thing I've heard in my life. Um it's really I'm gonna awful. go throw up now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thanks. <laughs> The problem with this is yeah. that it's really bringing me back, like, because, like, I remember I being, like, 12 and 13, and the thing is, is that, so, my dad was a musician, was, like, a punk musician, um, you know, in the late 70s through the 80s and stuff, and my mom was a DJ and, like, did punk, um, like, did various punk shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so I, like, grew up with a lot of really great music, and I, like, understood, like, what, like, I, you know, was introduced to great music, but I didn't understand it in the context of, like, how good it was, I just thought, like, oh, that's what my parents listened to, so I have to listen to cool music oh, no. that's yeah. different from my parents, and, like, you know, I thought, like, that's how I, like, discovered like pop punk and stuff like that like blink 182 because i like searched for punk in alta vista and that's what came up when i had been like raised on like buzzcocks and like the ramones and shit so anyway these were like some of my earliest you know ask jeeves moments was just like um okay what is rock and roll (laughs) you know what is this and like we would burn CDs, obviously, and I remember having this on, like, a CD that my friend made, and it was this, and the fucking Smile Empty Soul. Yep. Oh. Like, you Bottom found- of the bottle. You, <laughs> you found out about these bands because of some Angel Fire website. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that listed all their favorite bands. Or some... Yeah really dirtbag older brother or something yeah but or i mean also like, waaf like or waaf <laughs> or like you downloaded something off of napster and then napster was like if you like this then you might like this or Wait, this napster is what this that? is napster, napster didn't do that that's like no. that's like 
Napster it, did the this is what other people that you're downloading from have on their list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah you so, can like click on their profiles or like click and on And you can see what they're downloading or what they have if they are sharing their their their, their download library list. So if you like like yeah. if you download from one user and they had a bunch of a couple things you're like, "Well, I care clearly. I like them. You can click on their shit and yeah. like, see what else they had." So I would yeah. download from users that I have downloaded from previously that also like new metal bullshit so yeah yeah oh, but God. um this, this is, is like the whiniest of butt rocks yeah that i could possibly find i hate everything about the song um i had the misfortune <laughs> of seeing this band no. live. no where when uh, this was 2000 2000- who hurt you <laughs> who hurt you <laughs> my friend hurt me <laughs> oh no, no. My friend was working the Jägermeister tour in no! 2006. This with, all makes sense. With stained headlining nope. and Three Days Grace opening and some nope. other city band opening. And I went down and visited her in New York City. I think it was Terminal 5 or something. Or the they let that happen in New York City? In New York, New York city. city lets a lot of shit happen. They do. Um, so yeah, I went to this show and I don't remember anything from it except for the fact that I ate uh, Aaron Lewis's Staines. Doritos. <laughs> I stole his Doritos out of their van. What flavor? They were Cool Ranch, of course. You gotta steal the Cool Ranch. Yeah. It was a multi-pack, so I was just like, nah, I'm eating all the fucking Cool Ranch because I'm fucking starving and I had to deal with this shit. So Stains writer says happening. we need like twenty mixed packages of Doritos. <laughs> Did yeah. you know he's a country singer now? Yeah, yeah. Of they all end up that way. Yeah. The last I heard is that he was getting really upset that people were talking during his set, so he got up and yelled at them, and then would leave the stage. There's yeah. A- didn't he yell at people for speaking Spanish and like tell yep. them to speak English? Sure Dude, he he's did. a piece of shit. He grew up in fucking like Chicopee or like Springfield, yep. he sure Massachusetts, did. and he's a piece of shit. And yep. one story that we do have to tell about Stain um, <laughs> and Aaron Lewis is that when we went to UMass Amherst, um, we ran the weed club. So I was the president of the weed club um, at <laughs> UMass Amherst. The Excuse me, the Reform Cannabis Coalition. Reform Coalition. Thanks. Sorry, yeah. so you <laughs> called the weed the, club? No, the Cannabis Reform Coalition. We were the oldest student-run drug law reform organization in the country. And we threw a uh, big civil disobedience uh, festival slash, you know, concert event on Uh the Amherst Town Commons called Extravaganja. So anyway, so we we did Extravaganja every year and we got all these different bands. Um, You know, Mike Dunn's band played very, my band played and it was... You know, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, point being, fucking stained Aaron Lewis's manager, like called up. I think it's. I think he called my husband, uh, who was the treasurer of the week club, and um, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, like Aaron's available on Saturday for the show, like for what? <laughs> for the show." Um, and like my husband also famously doesn't know like any music at all. Although I think he did probably like stained. So he was like. Oh, okay. And I think I was given the opportunity to like make a decision about this, but either way, it was like all of us decided, nah, we're good. <laughs> we literally <laughs> turned down Aaron Lewis, like that offering to good... play for free at a yeah. weed festival. In, that is in such a Amherst. good decision. 
Yeah. Such a good decision. It's like just the, bad vibes. Yeah. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. Because no. even if he didn't heckle the audience, he would just bring the mood down yeah, so would. hard. It's been a while. <laughs> I know. That's like not what I need. I yeah. Know. Stained is like the. Themselves. Stained is the saddest butt rock music. Stained is the most sad. like self sorry. Yeah. Like, also, I feel like pitiful. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so guy. sad. I feel like it is like the cherry on top of every single butt rock band's recipe that eventually you will yell at the fucking crowd because you yeah. feel that they are not <laughs> worshiping you enough or they're yeah. not quote unquote giving you enough respect because it's these sad white boys who've been told by their mommies that they poop exactly and both- that they're perfect you're both like super narcissistic and also just such a piece of shit and like yes. super emotionally stunted yeah. and my cat is literally trying to steal the food <laughs> off of my plate. I I just, it's insanity right now. I'm, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Anyway, oh yeah. So it's like, it's like this, um, this like narcissistic like swagger of like yeah. the fucking coolest with also like you know they have a terrible relationship with their with their dad he literally oh, says yeah. it in the song yeah. i cannot blame this on my father but he wants Actually, to but he, he wants, wants to exactly so exactly it's dude so it's, it's like clearly they never mature there's no emotional maturity there's no actual introspection everything is totally externalized everything's so you know and they never have any responsibility or culpability in any of it. There's never any growth. And it's just the fucking same thing forever. And it's I'm- like these guys really fucking need some therapy. But yes! like, they feel like their dicks are too big to go to therapy. But really, your dicks ain't nothing. No. Stop pulling your balls out. Please put your balls They really back do in. have garlic knots for dicks. Although- and I, it's sad. I, I did <laughs> I did watch a little bit of an interview with Aaron Lewis. Or it wasn't even an interview. He was just telling this story at one of his country concerts. Apparently, he toured with Hinder, who we'll talk about soon. And mm. apparently, the guitarist from Hinder, like, he said he's, like, into some fucked up shit. Like, what apparently kind of he fucked likes up to, shit can you possibly Apparently, he likes to, like, stretch his ball sack. And, like, he had he was on the tour bus where they had, like, those sliding doors and, like, on one side was him and like the other side was some chicks like pulling at his like ball sack and making it like eight inches long. And then Aaron Lewis was like, and then I closed the door on it. And I don't know if any of that is true, but all of it could be true because I mean, it. damn it. What a Debbie Downer. Out, right. But also it sounds on brand to pull out their balls. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, but also, like, I feel like Aaron Lewis makes shit up because he's sad and alone. But also, I kind yeah, of- he definitely he definitely comes off as like a liar guy. You know those yeah, like yeah, liar yeah. guys. Dirt bag yeah. energy, dude. Oh, but also so, about this song, I hate everything about you. Because I was like, what song were we talking about? <laughs> it, it follows that same path of like, it sounds like this guy who bro- either broke up with someone or she probably broke up with it. Let's be honest, she broke up with him. Yeah. And now he's like, man, I hate everything about you. You broke up with me. Because that's all these oh, it's butt so rock whiny. dudes can do is like cry and complain about how bad their lives are when their lives and are all fine. these women that they date they're just sluts all the women are sluts with, they're all sluts. everyone's a slut everyone's what's even a sad you're absolutely right and what's even a sadder take is the idea like i hate everything about you but why do i love you like he's literally incapable of like of like seeing a woman as like a human being yeah. he's like he's like i'm oh my balls keep telling me something and i don't know what to do about it like well, you know 
why do I love you? Like, like ew. Balls like, are divining rods and he just has no idea where he's going to end up. How can you <laughs> think? But uh, <laughs> I need to sit with that for a moment. <laughs> but how do you think, like, love, some people fucked you up if that's what you think that love is. You know what but I that's mean? Like, yeah. Barack is all these men really fucking, sh- like, uh, have these absolutely ass backwards idea of. A, what love is. B, what the world is. C, what their place in the world is. Or any sort of open-mindedness whatsoever. Oh, yeah. When like it, at least when it comes to masculinity, you know? Oh, also, yeah, toxic masculinity, top of that fucking list right Oh, there. very much. Yeah. Is so there any example, other kind? The evolution from the original grunge, you know, where, like, you know, Nirvana's... Nirvana yeah. was, like, feminist and feminist. transgressive. And then, you, yeah. you yes. know, bands like Bush and Tonic and whoever, like, they were, like, unoffensively sort of talking hot. about uh they were they were hot and they <laughs> yes. were like they were, little, they were very radical gender they like. weren't radical but they were like you know they were fine and then into butt rock where it just evolved into just full-on misogyny was like the uh the norm like the it was like the the baseline of what you the, the starting point of every song what it right. was was the late 90s it was this like yeah this horrific toxic stew of you know fucking 9 11 and you know or like and well i guess it was the attempt on impeaching bill clinton well i feel like i feel like butt rock was like the turn of the the millennium and it was like this just super aggro like you know think about like what was popular and like pop culture at that point like what was like you know you had like the man show you had like yeah you know just like really really super super loud aggro vibes everywhere and Butt rock is like it, it's just like shows the lack of any sort of emotional range of butt rock where oh yeah it's like okay you know we're either horny angry or like horny happy i or like <laughs> horny confused horny yeah. sad yeah horny like barely you know because yeah. they don't have an emotional range it doesn't go anywhere i think this in general when it comes to rock especially in the late 90s early aughts it's just there was a lot of toxic masculinity and a mm-hmm. lot of telling men like you know what yeah you are do more yeah and and it does i don't know if like the specific genres really even mattered i think it was just this overarching maybe a last breath of men being like but like we want everything yeah. and that's then, what like, it is it's butt rock it's just men <laughs> 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 That's it. It's, but man, oh honey, no. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue down the uh, the road. You know what? We went into some dark places. Let's see if a case can be made again. Because we got Mike's pick up next. Yeah, this is uh, "Touch, Peel, and Stand" by Days of the New. This is uh, early post run. I really like this song. Yeah. I really like Days of the New. Yeah, you know this song. Touch me, touch me, 
Oh, I thought it was moose. Oh, yeah, they had that. They had that in the second part, I guess. Um, yeah. I totally do know that song. Yeah, I will 100% defend this song and defend this whole album. It yeah, is well, good. I didn't realize a this album, b how old it is, and yeah. butt rock. I, have I so many things. Very much remember listening to this album in eighth fucking grade. Yeah, and I mean Travis Meeks was. Not much older than that when he recorded this. He was 16. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, I I screwed up. I thought we were supposed to pick songs that we liked. No, you may no, have. No, this is fine. <laughs> you may have opened am, my eyes a little bit, and I might be ready to look at Butt Rock as more of a spectrum. Right? I initially. It's an umbrella. It's an, an umbrella. umbrella. A bumbrella. Bumbrella, yes. I agree. Wow, I just. Huh? Open your yeah. eyes and minds. Because this, is, in this, this is definitely butt rock. I, right? I mean, it's got the twang is there, the yeah. vocal style, the, the timbres there. But it's but very it's acoustic early. butt rock. Acoustic butt rock, and it's very early. I would say it's pretty early for butt. Ninety seven. Yeah. You guys know like the whole Travis Meek story and everything. You know he was on Intervention and stuff. No. No. What? what? Yeah, the singer from Days of the New was on like the first season of Intervention, like episode no five. What? Oh yeah, you like, were mentioning this. Super. How did I not know this? Because I have seen like every episode of Intervention up through like season four. My favorite yeah. was the one with the girl who was huffing. At one point, she says, "It's like I'm walking on sunshine." That's, <laughs> That's a classic. Oh, Christy, classic. Christy, meth, Christy the meth addict. That was a classic one. Oh, yeah. oh, you, you're a real intervention one. fan. Oh, we go hard oh, yeah. intervention. <laughs> but wait, so but he was on intervention. Yeah, he's got a serious meth problem. He's still alive. Uh, I saw a recent oh. picture. He's not looking great. That makes uh, me so upset because I had such a huge crush on him. Yeah, he was very, he was, a, I mean, look, he was 16. All you shouldn't them. get too weird about it, but he was a good looking guy. He was 16. Uh, but granted, that? I was yeah. like 13. So like, yeah, that was my wheelhouse at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was, he was young. It was too much, too fast, you know? Yeah. And then... Cause they kind of blew up after this uh, came out and then we never heard from them again. Yeah. I just remember the song. Yeah. It was a good yeah. song, though. It's a good song. Well, I'm not gonna I lie. I think after this album, he fired the rest of the band, and then he did a couple more albums, like pretty quickly. But I think by the early 2000s, he, you know, was too methed out. Fucked, methed out to like continue to play. But I, th- I think he like intermittently between relapses, like still performs and stuff now. Like he's trying his best. Travis is trying his uh, best. He's God smacking it. He's God smacking it. He's doing the best he ever did. <laughs> he's doing the best he ever did. Oh, oh my god. That kind of makes me really sad. I was yeah. real happy that this song played and now I'm kind of real sad. Well, I, mean, I think the song's probably about meth, right? I mean like God, I if he was 16, I'm the one to abuse. I'm the one to you're the you are the one to abuse. Oh, you are the one to abuse. Oh. If he was doing meth, direct, when, I'd say. But if he was doing meth when he was 16, and he's yeah. still alive and he's still doing meth. Holy fuck. Hey, we're re- we're dangerously close to a heroin incident with meth, all right? So close. So, mm. let's be careful here. 
But also it's it's interesting because I would say then this is a much deeper song than most butt rock songs that we are covering. He's I would agree. Yelling, he's not yelling at a woman for being yeah. a slut and ruining his but life. But he's still got those vocals. No, in this going. case, he's definitely trying to shit real hard. Or trying in this not case, to it's just be... about his meth addiction. <laughs> I mean, you could interpret it that other way, though, too. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if if he's said publicly what it's about. But I mean, like, I before I realized the song is about drugs, I was always a little bothered by that. You are the one to abuse. Lying. Yeah. Like, Either no matter what the interpretation, it's not going to be good. It's yeah. still shitty fucking dirt bag energy, deadbeat yeah. dirt yeah. bag like drugged out energy that is not. It's not cute. And like the yeah. thing is, is that it appeals to you. There's some part of it that appeal, or at least appealed to me. I remember not necessarily butt rock, although for like a little bit of it, sort of did when I was just on the edge of adolescence. And when you just kind of like fantasize there's like a fantasy of this dirt bag of like oh yeah like i can't wait for someone to buy me cigarettes you know what i mean like it's just like you know growing up and like wanting to be kind of on the on the edges of of society and like oh, i'm a punk i'm a goth i'm a whatever and so it's easy to kind of like look at this and and idealize it to us in a sense um yeah it's no, it's just a, it's a rough time the shit's not actually cute it's very emotionally stunted the fact that the only like good song that we've heard so far is about meth probably <laughs> you yeah or- but heather he was 16 he never had a chance it's a good ass song though. It's got a nice solo in it and everything. <laughs> it's, it's a, a little... great solo. <laughs> Honestly, the whole album is actually really good. I listened to it a lot when I was younger. Maybe that's just me like trying to connect to my eighth grade self. <laughs> but it was a really good album when it came out. Eighth grade I... Ashley was definitely cooler than eighth grade Maggie. No, so eighth grade it. Ashley was not cool in the slightest, but you know, good enough. Good enough. Got You know, it's still in that bridge era, you know, the same oh, era it is. as Bush yeah. and stuff. It hasn't, this is before Butt Rock morphed into something more sinister. I, think. I would say that right. they believed in the music they were making. Or yeah. more, more corporate, which also makes it sinister because it's like a corporatization of this kind of, um, extremely skeezy fucked up lifestyle is like even creepier. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's how they were trying to market them at the time, though. You know, I don't think they were trying to call attention to this. Minor no, that's what I'm saying. Abuses, you know? No, that's what I'm saying, though. That, but like later post grunge, butt rock was kind of like taking shit like this and then oh, corporatizing yeah. it, which is yeah. really extra mm-hmm. creepy. You know what I mean? Like the idea of like that, like. I guess that's what grunge was too. It had this like seedy, like scary underbelly of like you know, flirting, flirting with danger and doing fucked up drugs, you know, that can fuck you up really bad. Right. Um, and instead yeah. of learning a lesson from it, like then you get like post grunge and a butt rock where they're kind yeah. of really glorifying it. Exactly. But, but in a very, yeah, in a very like cheesy, chintzy way, oh, yeah. like the fucking fistful of whiskey bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. The bottle just bit me. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so to continue oh, on. Oh God. <laughs> Let's um, just get to let's just get the to the last bottom. Two are just like literally the bottom of the barrel. Guys, are you ready to hit the bottom? The bottom of the barrel, bottom of the bottle. You ready to hate your fucking life? Yep. Sure. Are you ready to let's listen go. to some hinder lips of an I'm sorry. 
might be the most butt rock of all the songs we've talked it's about it's definitely so the most butt it's definitely the the biggest like dickhead energy oh <laughs> this is yeah. a ballad, a ballad yeah. about romantically uh cheating on your girlfriend while she's in the next room yeah i have like i did at least enough research on my own songs and i i went down the rabbit hole with this one I actually barely even did research on the fucking Nickelback one. I'm like, we all know Nickelback sucks. Yeah, we can all. But this song, it it like, I was trying really hard to find like articles. Like, I wanted to hear people talk about how fucking terrible it was because you know when you hate something and you just you need that confirmation bias. You're like, this is terrible, right? Yeah. Is that just me? And I actually read a lot of articles with men saying how sweet this song is and how genuine and wonderful it is. No. so no. many rot songs that are like I I love I want to fuck you, but nope. I'm in a relationship, and I, everyone is like, "That's so sweet." No, no, it's fucking it's not. sweet. It's That's gross. garbage. This is the grossest fucking. You're song a piece ever. of shit, and you wrote a song about it, really. And it's a wedding song for instantaneous deadbeat dads to fucking <laughs> cheat on yeah. the bridesmaid, like on the bride with the with the maid of honor. Like I just went back because Hinder. So we did an episode with Jukebox Zeros um, about Aww. Hinder. That was one of our earliest episodes. It was our first crossover with Jukebox Zeros, and we listened to fucking Hinder. And I went back to get to my notes. Um, there are many notes. Uh, so many confused <laughs> teenagers in Billabong t-shirts had their first sexual experience to this song. Yes! For example. But also um, Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, also, butt rock is just constipated country music with occasional <laughs> dangerous-sounding cusses. Funny um, thing. They, there is a cover. There's a country cover of the song. Of course there is. The tracks. Of course there is, dude. Like, what? What? Well, but country is a whole thing unto itself. I mean, Luke Bryan and... That is another point under the umbrella. Yeah. yeah. 
How many so, high school parties did some insufferable kid play this on, like, acoustic guitar at in 2005? Uh, that was the thing, too. Like, a lot of the articles were like, oh, you remember dancing to this at your prom? And I'm like, first of all, I don't because I'm way too old. No, I don't. I'm an old lady. I did not this, dance with this. was this. years after like enough years for me to not give a shit about high school anymore yeah they didn't also they didn't play the shit at our dances they played fun music yeah i mean i yeah dude i had uh right prom was garbage so whatever i did not go to prom i was on acid (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine prom on acid no, my I, I, I wish prom, to God. Definitely on acid. <laughs> I wish to God my prom was on acid because I would have had a much better time if I did. They had like the project graduation, like it was like a it was like a thing where at our like suburban fucking like white Catholic white flight Catholic high school, or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, they were like, "Oh well, if you come to prom, we like lock you in, and we're gonna. It's you have to stay there. What? It's gonna be yeah. Like they had it. It was like Vegas themed, and I was like, no thanks. <laughs> nice. I'll go ahead so, and do acid in the woods. So great. Lips of an angel. How yeah, about so it? Was dirtbag uh, energy. This fucking song. So let me tell you. Let me like. I really thought about this song and then I, I eventually did go to down a reddit hole thank god for reddit sometimes <laughs> sometimes sometimes thank goodness for reddit reddit because like everyone's like one star one star fuck this song this song can eat a dick this song's terrible i'm like oh uh-huh. it's not just me allow me to go on a bit of a rant here so here is my big okay like cheating gross terrible don't fucking yeah. do it you know what? i get it mistakes happen whatever okay but when you are consciously going into a cheating mode like when what you're the fuck writing you an entire song about it like what do you what are you fucking doing but here's here's my big problem because then i'm like let me peel peel off the first layer of terrible let's mm-hmm. go into the next layer so your girlfriend nowhere in the song do you say why you don't like her you don't say what's wrong with her you don't like say anything about her as presumably a person. she's fine presumably she's fine like yeah you don't say anything great about her but you also don't say anything bad about her you just say that i have a girl you don't even call her your girlfriend because she's not a person she's, she's a girl she's your girl an accessory she's yes. there so let's peel Barely. back that layer yeah so then so th- that's that's the other problem like layer we're gonna peel that back so then we're gonna go to your ex who's calling you and she's crying she's real upset and you're like oh honey why are you calling me so late first so of all upset. first and of all. throughout this whole song you're not saying anything about her and what made her so great and what specific points about your relationship do you miss? Did you guys enjoy an ice cream together? Did you, did she like, like the same movies? <laughs> Just as one you? ice cream I together. don't know, but I don't know. He doesn't say anything about either fucking woman that would make one bad or good he's just like man love to cheat on my woman with my ex-woman wouldn't that make me a moron? <laughs> That's what this fucking douche nozzle is proposing like just purporting in this fucking i said that word wrong i made up a word i don't give a fuck it doesn't matter because i I get what you're saying it's so fucking bullshit it's terrible basically just saying i really just want to be able to cheat on my current girlfriend with my ex-girlfriend because that's going to give me big dick energy but it's not it's going to give you dick bag energy yes and go fuck yourself he needs to lose his balls Put your balls Have back. Have them retract. Retract your balls. No, we need to spread them out over some kind of sliding door situation on a tour <laughs> Just bus. get Aaron Lewis on And those freak balls, out apparently. Aaron Lewis and then just, you know, tie him in the knot and shove him back up 
Ray where they came from. Can we all like find Aaron Lewis and like I'm just gonna take a ball sack and stretch it really wide. You're gonna steal his Doritos and you guys are gonna say you don't have to play at our show thing. <laughs> we're Lewis. all set. Yes, we're all set. This is just a big old conspiracy theory against Aaron Lewis. We're gonna ruin his day. And I'm yes. so excited. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll write a song about it. It'll be real fucking sad. But it'll be a country song now. Uh, Stained was my first concert. Or my first concert for adults. Stained and this next band we're going to listen to. Oh, wow. Wow. Let's, you know what? Yeah, we we can wrap everything up. Oh, boy. With the buddiest. We should. Yes. Hold on. I'm really bad at computers. There we go. Yeah, let's let's just. Let's so should I inter- I, I can introduce this. This was my this was my song. Uh, you know, seem, seemingly needs no introduction, but yeah, oh, here, we, here we go. Um, our hometown boys, and by hometown I mean they're from Lowell. Are uh, they really? Which is forty minutes away from here, no approximately. Shit. Um, so not yes, yeah, so not Boston, but Lowell. Um, glorious Lowell. And um, this is a classic refrain. This is a callback um, on Make It Stop. We constantly, for some reason, um, have had, this has been the, the through line of like entire seasons of our, <laughs> of our show is this fucking song. And I think it just perfectly encapsulates just the emotional stuntedness and just the hypocrisy and like insane, like delusional narcissism with like zero uh, emotional depth, like just no um, ability, no nuance, just um, just a complete, a complete ridiculous um, straight up butt. temper tantrum. It's a temper tantrum. So <laughs> this is uh, this is the ultimate in butt songs. And um, <laughs> here we go. This is whatever by Godsmack. Smacking it is we're doing the best, doing the best we, we ever did. did. Oh, we're doing the best that we can now. Go away. I still, I still would like this for like, us to do a ska version of this and call it ska. <laughs> ska. <laughs> like, I feel like this, I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm doing the best that I can. I didn't think it could get worse. Wow, good job. Um, I would uh, say better. 
So yeah, so I I liked this song a lot when it came out. I loved this first Godsmack album. I went to see Godsmack and stained at the Worcester Centrum with my oh, dad. My oh my god, god. that and is I was in so eighth grade. Of you. And, and and my dad had a great time, and I made him a Godsmack mixtape after that. Oh, your dad? But is I the, will. Can your dad my, be all of our dads? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My dad was also at that show oh. with my uncle. Same. Same show, just saying. And that was the one where they, I was, I wanted to go. I remember I was like really upset. I was like really bummed out about it because I really wanted to go. And they were like, because it was like 2000 maybe, 1999? Was it 99? I think it was 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2000. So I was 12 or something. And for some reason, they brought me to the, to the BCN River Rave that year, later that year, which was great. But um, but that show, I remember wanting to go to it and they went to it and um, my dad and my uncle and um, as like kind of like a pity, like consolation prize or something, they, my dad gave me this signed picture of Sully Erna from Godsmack. <laughs> oh my God. And I- Same. No, well, it was funny because I was like, I don't even really know. Like, I was like, I wanted to go because it was a concert. I wasn't like a huge Godsmack fan. Yeah. But I was like, who even is this guy? And it was like signed by all the DJ, like Mr. Carey signed it. So it was AAF, right? It was an AAF show? Yeah. Yep, it was. It was an AAF show. Mr. Carey, I I saw Mr. Carey there when I was waiting in line. Nick Carter. And they all, they all signed, I know, Nick no, with Nick, a K. Nick Carter's at WBCN. Oh, oh never mind. Okay, well, whatever. Say, not the Backstreet Boy. <laughs> uh, separate, anyway, so <laughs> they gave me that. And then this is just the story that I always tell, which brings it back full circle to the dirtbag energy, which is that I held on to it. Because, like, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really, like, portray, I didn't, like, you know, unveil it in my room or anything. <laughs> I think, like, it was just kind of there. And I remember, um, I think I was 16 or something and um there were these dirt bags that we you know that hung out with us when we were 16 and they were <laughs> definitely like 24 or older oh. you know well because we worked like low wage jobs you yeah. know at like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Papa Gino's and Brooks oh. so we had this Papa you know Gino's. and and so we hung out with all these douchebags who were older than us that would buy us beer and I remember I didn't have any money and I was like okay what do I have? <laughs> and I was able to effectively barter a signed autograph oh <laughs> picture God. of Sully Erna um, for a 30 rack of Bud Light. So that's precisely. <laughs> that is how much Godsmack is worth. <laughs> Godsmack is worth. It's a 30 rack of Bud Light. <laughs> and you're 16 and you don't have any other options. Yeah. You know what? Worth it. I'm so proud. I was doing the best I ever did. You got <laughs> smacked it. You literally got smacked it. Well, I was doing the best I ever did at that concert. That was a formative experience. It was the first time I saw boobs, and it was the first time I smelled oh. marijuana. Oh. oh, look at you, you little baby. So you became up. an adult that day. <laughs> yeah, you became a man. Um, Your balls detracted. Oh. <laughs> they, were, they were ready to go. Your, but I will your say, dick I, went from a garlic knot to a stromboli. Then. Uh, <laughs> what did I say earlier? Like a mortadella? <laughs> a <laughs> a, oh, a pimento loaf. A, 
Memento Loaf, yes. But I, I will say I bought the second Godsmack album the same day that I bought OK Computer by Radiohead. Oh. And it was like two roads converged in a wild wood. <laughs> like, I, diverged. I, uh, I said, will. yeah, diverged. Yeah, and, you will uh, not that go was, gentle into that good night. No, <laughs> that was the beginning, night. I think, of a new path. Yeah. <laughs> away from away from the Godsmacks of the world. So uh-huh. I really wanted to talk about Godsmack because a couple months ago I got into a debate with my brother who said Godsmack isn't butt rock. Oh, they were very much butt very rock. hard to say how Godsmack isn't butt rock. What is he saying? I, they are. What's the alt- so he's like? No, they're metal. And I'm no! like, no way. So hold on. Allow me. To, allow me to. <laughs> this is this is a weird place that I just got to a couple months ago. But I was like, hold on. If Godsmack is butt rock, if the case can be made, or I'm sorry, no, Godsmack is butt rock. Uh-huh. My brother's trying to make the case that Godsmack is metal. And we were sitting around playing some games and he was playing his stupid music, which is actually half stupid, half good, because he has Amon Amarth on it. It's Amon Amarth. Yep. Yes. And uh, he was <laughs> playing. And then this song came up and I was kind of like, not terrible like not terrible all right and i was like the fact that he has a monomarth and godsmack on the same playlist playlist. makes me want to barf it should so (laughs) the song comes up and i'm like who is this and he's like it's godsmack and i was like huh weird you know it kind of reminds me of like load reload era metallica yeah and then i like i mulled on that i left i went home i've spent a few weeks Contemplating, meditating, every meditating day on Godsmack. But you want to feel the word of Godsmack in your heart. And no, you know why they're called Godsmack? Also, we'll go back to it. We'll get, go ahead. Continue. And, and and no, I do not think that my brother has made a case for me that Godsmack is metal. You know what he did for me? He made the case that Metallica, Metallica went butt rock. Butt rock! Mm. Yes! <laughs> Guys, I officially ding, ding, ding. don't like Metallica anymore. Like, <laughs> every time. Well, no one likes Load or Reload, right? No, like, like Load or Reload. But more, even more than Load and Reload, because they do have a couple songs where you can be like, oh, man, this sounds terrible. St. Anger. St. Anger is butt oh. rock. Yeah. yeah. St. Anger is 100% butt rock. But that I, was our first crossover episode, I you guys. Know. back. We have come full circle. We brought it back home. Perfect circle. And but the I, circle is a butthole. And I we're also, stuffing rocks into it. Go on. I also think that there is a case to make for butt metal. Right. So, yeah. Metallica, I think, can be butt metal. Because would... it's very similar in a way. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, so I would say, but I would say Saint Anger's butt rock because I wouldn't even say they're really metal at at Saint Anger. Like they're metal. But if people are going to continue to categorize Metallica as metal, just because it's in the name, guys, just because it's in the name, it's butt fucking metal. Butt Butt fucking. It's butt fucking metal. absolutely oh i don't want to do butt fucking dirty like that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like i'm not here there's some amount of pleasure anyone. in that yeah. <laughs> I'm not here i mean we can hyphenate it as if it's all one word there you go and <laughs> it's not actual butt fucking it's just butt fucking metal it's more it. of an adjective and less of a verb 
Yeah, it's not related to our Adam and Eve codes in any way. Yeah, candy pod. Which, by the way, are our <laughs> candy pod. That's C-A-N-D-Y-P-O-D, not the band, but you will feel so alive. And also... Bad music. B-A-D-M-U-S-I-C. All one word all See you real soon. See y'all soon. See you real soon. See you for coming. We're doing the best we ever did. We're God smacking these codes real oh hard. God, so. guys, buy a fucking flashlight. <laughs> buy For fuck's sake, give us some goddamn money. Dildo dollars. Buy so, the po- buy like some porn video that has some guy with a belly button tattoo and pretend it's Sully Erna. Because that's what I wanted to say. Like, isn't Godsmack called Godsmack because he's like a Wiccan? He is a Wiccan. Oh, he is, he is a, a Wiccan. That's why he has a star tattoo on his face. Cool. Yeah, on a a little tiny star on his cheek. So cool. Uh, yeah, I I think I think they actually just ripped it off from the song by Alice in Chains called "Godsmack," but they don't want to like admit that, so they're like, "Oh no, actually, it's because of my uh, religion." (laughs) So serious. Uh, and just the lyrics. I mean, this is again. I, I really, I did it. You know, I talked about it in the setup. Was that, it's just, it's such a, like, it's such a toxic, you know, masculine, like, I don't know what feelings are, so I'm gonna make them go away. <laughs> like, it's just, like, I'm doing the best I ever did. Okay, you're doing so great. That's awesome. Why are you screaming at me? Why are you cornering me in, like, the the mall, dude? Like, if you're doing great, like, you can just get your orange Julius and continue on with your day. But, like, you know, I, I'm doing the best that I can. Okay, so now we've qualified that statement. We're not just, ma- we're not maybe doing the best that we ever did, but at least I'm trying, I'm attempting, and now I'm doing so well, or I'm at least doing so much better. Go away! Like, I can't handle any relationship with you or seemingly anyone else. Like, that's not really doing the best you ever did, my dude. Like, that's, yeah. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. You seem very defensive. You seem very aggressive. Um, you seem very, I mean, the whole song is, you know, you're pathetic in your own way. Like, it's just him being, you You're trying you know, to be nice? You're trying to be mean? No, he's being, je- he's being jealous and aggressive and mean. Yeah, yeah even and, as much, so far as to call the song whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't care at all, but I'm going to write this whole song about how I'm doing so good, and then I hate you also. Like, what are you saying, dude? Like, so basically, butt rock is just extremely juvenile it's a temper tantrum yeah it's just dudes have white temper male temper arrogant tantrums. Yeah. aggression it's, it's dumb that's the baseline yeah, yeah, yeah. it has to be dumb yeah what i was alluding or to it's not but <laughs> <laughs> dumb but dumb butts what i was alluding to earlier is that i've been having a thought over the past few days and you know what if you guys think i'm out of line you can tell me but i think butt rock can ha- hold a part of the blame for the Trump presidency. <laughs> yes. I that's agree. not wrong, right? I, like, I don't think that's, I don't think like, you're think about the saying anything still, new. You know what, here's the thing. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're mad that I'm bad-mouthing Trump. Yeah, symptom of the like, same disease. Go. Yeah. yeah. Right, like, it's these juvenile dumb butts <laughs> who 
are still defending this guy who doesn't give a fuck about them, but they want to make themselves. I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm not infected with anything. I'm not going to wear a mask and don't tread on me. I've got a little cough and it's probably nothing. It's totally fine. And I'm not feeling so good, but I'm a man. Like it's just. Yes. Yes. I mean, trash. Yeah. But. It's just, it's like such, it's such a common theme. It's a common theme that I was like kind of really thinking about. It's just like, these people are still defending Trump and are still like, yeah, no, I won't wear a mask and I don't believe in this. And I have all these, th-. like, yeah. it's these fucking uppity assholes who have no reason to be victims, but they're turning themselves into victims, but they're not. Which is exactly what Butt Rock does, which is exactly mm. what all of these songs mm. have done. It's mm. the entire playlist. It's the Karen and Ken with their guns out on their lawn being like, we're victims. And it's like, Dude, nobody even like went to your fucking nobody gives a shit about you. There I is promise a, you no one yeah. gives a shit about you. And I'm sorry if your girlfriend maybe cheated on you like once, but like I I That's not oppression! Yes, because you're a dickhead and you never gave her head. Yeah. Girls <laughs> wanna get gone down on as well. Yeah, if you never eat her ladies. out, you have no right to bitch about anything. She, you None. Ladies, we right. None. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, Sully. Sorry, yes. Sully. Sully. It's so wild. The, uh, the, the, all right. So first of all, Sully, such a such a Boston name. Uh, and the weird oh, thing about Godsmack being where we're from is that like they're like celebrated as like our favorite oh, yeah. sons by certain people yeah, who should know better. I'm sorry, you don't have anything else to celebrate. Mayor Marty Walsh oh. tried to declare a day. Yes! Godsmack Day. He did. Oh. The mayor of Boston. In like oh, Let's look it up. Let's look it up. When something. is it? I, I know it's oh. way too late for it's a Godsmack Day. August 6th. August 6th. Oh coming up, guys. We got to celebrate it. When does this episode come out? <laughs> like next week. <laughs> well, right. close enough. Well, like, well, well, happy early can... Godsmack Day to guys, everyone. Guys, happy early Godsmack Day. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's like, I'm not saying I'm that. No. <laughs> oh, no. His his real name is Salvatore. Of course it is. He's got the gabagool. Oh, he, he came, He's he was born in Lawrence. Same uh, okay. death. Same death. Same death. Lawrence, Massachusetts. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, but um, I just wanted to mention that apparently Erna Sully Erna is good friends with Chris Angel and has been on several of episodes of the Chris Angel Mind Freak TV show. Of course he is. Mind I'm Freak. Out. I'm out. And he did the theme song. Oh, wow. No, he, I thought he did the theme song for MTV's Fear, where they put people in he spooky haunted houses. He did that too. Because that was voodoo. I'm done with this. I'm Voodoo. done with this. Flipping tables and I'm done with this. Wow. Yeah, I'm tired now. <laughs> really tired? I think you're doing the best that you ever did, or at well, least the best that you can. can. <laughs> Which one is it? I yeah, don't know. Either or. They're the same thing. But go away! Don't ask me any more questions. I'm totally fine. It's totally cool. Oh, doing great. No. What's your problem? I don't have a problem. Like great. <laughs> No way. That no is like way. the quintessential uh butt rock song. Oh my god, guys. I actually like legit tired. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is, I've been worn down by this butt. I know. Oh my god. I well, I hope after being at our show you don't have to talk about butt rock again for a while. 
But I think the a big conclusion we can get to here is that butt rock is not uplifting. No. Like, this, I can understand why middle-aged white men are so angry. Because, <laughs> because they think this is the because, song of their people? Because other middle-aged white men have told them that they're angry. Mm, yeah. Did so. you guys see that Trap's new album sold $600 in its first week? <laughs> <laughs> Good. No. Good. That makes me so happy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we'll all right, like us in the world as long as we can't get it anywhere else, but we'll we'll take it. We'll take where we can get it. That's like sixty copies. My my band <laughs> has sold more copies. Of <laughs> oh, their you know what? oh my god! That's what we need to. Our new uh, barometer has to be that we need to make more dildo dollars than trapped did for their we are halfway we are more than halfway there (laughs) guys like a few more fleshlights a few more dildos and we just get one more fleshlight and we will be better than trapped all right honestly guys please that is your challenge and i'm sure somebody somewhere is someone somewhere wants to be they're gonna god smack it and they're gonna get like one or two fleshlights and they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna do the best the they edge. ever did. And they're gonna do the best they ever did, and they're gonna be happy. Kids. They're gonna put the go away uh, <laughs> sign on the <laughs> go away sock on their doorknob. <laughs> oh. oh my god! All right, guys, we gotta wrap it up. We should, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a good two and a half hours. Oh, good yeah. run. At least I got I gave myself a couple extra days to edit, so that's that makes me wrong. I'm so sorry. No, this is wonderful. We are so glad that you guys came on board for this. We super fucking appreciate you and love you and yes. are so glad that, you know, not only are we friends, but we're on the same network. The Pantheon Podcast Network. Go check all yes. of us out. We're lovely. Uh, and why don't you uh, go ahead and promote your shiz, my friends? Yeah. Um, so we are uh, on a hiatus for the summer, but you can listen to all like 70 plus episodes. You guys have us way beat. You have like, a, how many episodes do you guys have? This is like 127, I think. Holy yeah. God damn. Well, we were um, doing every week until right now. God <laughs> yeah. bless you. Um, uh, <laughs> un- under the, the guise of Sully Erna. <laughs> <laughs> Saint Sully, Saint Sully, the Archangel. Um, Someone can yeah, so, that art. Oh. <laughs> please don't. Um, yeah, so we you can find all of our stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, make it stop a bad music podcast. We talk. Uh, we have way too many callbacks to Godsmack, but we have had. <laughs> we've done episodes on Hinder. We've done episodes on uh, Creed, of course. Lots of Nickelback for March Badness. Yes. If you want to go down that horrible road. I will um, highly suggest the March Badness episodes. They are so fucking good. And like, <laughs> honestly, I was like, I don't know which way they're going to go most of the time. It was genuinely, I was know. anticipating. Up until the very end. It was actually the last episode of that was very dramatic because we had no idea how it was going to go. But, <laughs> it was um, a puncher. Yeah, a butt clencher, you know? Nice and tight. Um, but yeah, check out our shit and we'll be back in September with new episodes. I'm sure we'll do another episode with you guys. Uh, we have some really fun things on the docket too. Like people have been sending in some, um, actually the first, uh, stupid thing that we asked people to send us via email was a five paragraph essay on Hinder. And only just recently, a few months ago, we got a five paragraph essay.
passing on Hinder with citations from. Um, Wait, a, was that our friend Matt? A mutual, Matt. a yes. mutual fan friend, and uh, so he's also given us some other suggestions for this upcoming season. I know a lot of people want to see us do Crispin Glover. I'm sure Wait, that'll happen. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I can't yeah. wait. Clowny clown clown. That's Clowny clown clown. That's some good shit. So we'll be back in September sometime. Yes, please. Oh my God, I love it. And uh, <laughs> check out my band. Uh, yes. Blameshifters.bandcamp.com. We uh, we might be cooking something up at uh, <laughs> some point soon. Uh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry. Now I have to plug the uh, Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers. We're doing an online show. Obviously, <laughs> we can't wrestle in real life, but um, we're doing Nickelodeon, which oh, is uh, our like take on the '90s Nickelodeon um, game shows. And so we have all of our all of your favorite Boston area uh, queer trans. Uh, feminist wrestlers in that sounds uh, amazing doing some very very we just filmed figure it out in my backyard the other day <laughs> so that was really fun um so you can support us while we can't wrestle by uh checking us out at www.blowblow.org well thank you guys again so much please thank you stuff out it is like i don't know you guys are just a joy you guys are a treasure chest of joy every time I dig upon your stuff. I love you guys. You guys are like the best. You guys are like the cool siblings I wish I had. Shout out to my regular siblings. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi. Come to my backyard sometime. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Also, I guess you should listen to our podcast more if you're here and you've never been here before because maybe you're here for Heather and Mike, which is legit. Uh, Check us out. We are rockcandypodcast.com and we got a bunch of episodes where we talk about bands and music and things and stuff. And you can find our social meds. We got Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all that on our website. Yeah, you can give us money too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, give us money. I guess. If you want to go to Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast, and you can give us money and we'll give you stuff in return. So that's how that works. Be a little more enthusiastic. We want their money. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get a bonus episode next week. I want week. your money. money. <laughs> 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 not All that right. we need it because we're doing the best we ever did so go away yeah <laughs> but also oh, come back because i still want your money yeah please come back we want your money don't go away and i guess we'll see you guys again in a couple weeks thank you again heather and mike love thank you guys you. and party on ashley yeah that <laughs> Oh my god. We've killed her. I'm I'm so tired of everything. All right. Party on, you crazy (laughs) kids out there. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.